What's up, y'all? Welcome to Christ Culture. That over there is Calvin. That's Key. I call her Key. Her name is Kiana. Um, and <laughs> we're talking about some real stuff today. Yes. What are we talking about? We're talking about like revelations, boundary setting, being okay with being alone, and knowing your self worth. And did we say boundaries? We did. I oh, said that. And also boundaries. But you don't pay attention again. To me. Boundaries again. It's real juicy, y'all. So tune in. And uh, I hope you're blessed by it. Yeah, we were blessed by it. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> How's your day? Mm. <laughs> How's your week? That's a better question. How's your week been? It's been, uh, it's been. It's been yeah i've been i've been wrestling with god about something for a while and um yeah this week it was just it was intense well the last two weeks i would say it was intense so yeah you know what i'm gonna ask you what to be specific <laughs> <laughs> don't leave it hanging like uh, um, what's been going on calvin a lot a lot Okay. So let me ask you this question. Let me come back at you oh, with okay. a question. We want to start off like that. Um, have you ever felt like God was pushing you to do something or releasing you to do something and you were super hesitant about it? Um, almost like either you think you're going to mess up part of his plan or purpose for your life or um, almost like you're taking something that's you, you're trying to figure out if you're making it up and then putting his endorsement on it. Mm. Or if it's actually coming from him? Yeah. You ever felt like that? Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing if I say sometimes I feel like he's giving me something and then yeah. I put my own will on it. Mm -hmm. And then I start to question what I'm doing as a whole. Right. Because I'm like, well, am I, do I have the right intentions then? Knowing that this is what you're having me want, like wanting me to do. Yeah. And then I go and make it my own thing. Am I messing that up? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've been in that space for like heavy like two weeks and i've just been just i feel like jacob wrestling with <laughs> wrestling with god i've been just wrestling with him for like two weeks i'm like god i don't think that's you man like i don't i don't know if you're saying that but i also know your voice and i feel like i'm hearing your voice um so him and i have been going back and forth pretty heavy and um yeah uh so specifically last week I was really in the mind, uh, mind state like all week. I was praying to him every single night and I was just seeking him. And I'm like, if this is of you, if this is what you are saying, I need confirmation. Mm. I need clarity. I don't want to mess something up. I don't want to take things into my own hands. I need you to tell me that's what you are saying plainly. Make it plain for me. So he did that in two ways that um, I didn't see coming. I didn't expect and it was so plain, like it couldn't have been mistaken for anything else. And then even after that, I was still hesitant. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what I need details. What is mm. it? Can you share? You want to come mm. back to it? It'll, maybe it'll come out. We'll come back. Okay, there. we just started, so um, let's let's get a little warm. Yeah, but it, the confirmation came in two different ways, and then um, I found myself still being hesitant. So mm -hmm. then let's rewind to last week, Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if you realize how convicted I was during that message. Do you remember the message Pastor Stephen preached last week? Remind me. So he was preaching about um, the children of Israel 
outside of the promised land. Yes. And how God had brought them all the way through the wilderness and they had found ways to trust him throughout the wilderness, got to the promised land and, and then didn't, didn't have, have the, the courage. courage to go in. Yeah, that, that one got me too. Yeah. That one really got me too. I'm sitting there like, okay. One, I was like, I have, like when I listen to sermons sometimes, yeah. I put myself in other people's shoes mm. so much that I'm like, wow, this this message would bless that person. Yeah. This, this person would really feel something with that. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I also overlook the way that I actually feel mm. and then apply it for myself. So then I was like, no, actually I could apply this and be like, you know, like yeah. what got me about that message was that he was saying that he's giving you everything that you need. And especially when you're in that wilderness plot like place, yep. he's like, okay, now go. And like, although these are the things that you've asked for, he's like, well, what's the point of me giving it to you if you're not going to do nothing with it? Because Absolutely. look at everything that I've already given you yep. and you're still asking for more without acting on what you already have. Mm -hmm. So you're hitting every button right now. <laughs> I feel that I, I yeah. feel that in so many areas of my life. And that's why I like going forward into 2023, mm -hmm. being super intentional about the things that I am setting out to do. Yeah. Not because I want to do them because but more because God is giving it to me through vision yeah and i want to actually do it and not freak myself out because i'm scared yeah or because i feel like i'm gonna fail or whatever it is because you can't fail if god gives it to you right so yeah back to you that that's the exact <laughs> space i've been in yeah and I like i said even after he gave me the confirmation that i asked him for i was like okay and i got ready to take the step and i'm like nah 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 like you've been too good to me. I don't want to mess anything up. And it just put me in a place of being like almost stuck. And um, yeah, then we're sitting here watching that message last week and Pastor Stevens looking at me saying, stop praying for clarity and start praying for courage. Mm. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like I stopped taking notes. I had to put my phone down. I was like sitting on the edge of my chair. I was like, what Why are you is yelling happening? at me? <laughs> what is happening right now? And uh, yeah, so I've just been seeking him a lot i told you i took a break from everything and yeah. um just i wanted to hear his voice very clearly can you talk about that break because that actually inspired me a little bit you told me yeah. for five seconds but yeah uh so break? um when was this friday friday i was just kind of praying to him seeking him about the same thing and um i was like you know what i want to make sure that i am hearing you one way or the other so I decided I was going to not watch anything, no TV shows, no sermons like I usually do, um, no music um, and no social media. So literally nothing coming in except no for his voice. Yeah. Um, that was Friday. It's like Friday evening, nightish. And I did that um, all the way um, through yesterday, maybe eight o'clock last night. So it was a little over 24 hours. I did that. So I literally spent a lot of time just sitting on my couch in complete quiet. Mm. Um, I read the Bible a lot. Um, he led me to the story, you uh, know, the story of Gideon. So I was reading about Gideon. He led me to the story of uh, Ruth. So I was reading about Ruth's story and Ruth and Boaz. And so I read through that and uh yeah i was just spending time with him trying to hear whatever he was going to say and you know the crazy thing he what he didn't say anything mm. he didn't say anything until uh like late last night and i was like god i don't think i heard anything and he was like yeah because i already told you <laughs> i was like <laughs> 
And if I'm just being complete, completely open and honest, I think it's because the reason I wanted to hear from him is, is because I was hoping that he would tell me that it was me and that I was not hearing his voice mm. and give me a way out. And he didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I am. That's how my week has been. And uh, yeah. So were you like searching for answers or like you wanted, like what if, even if he did tell you like, okay, it's your, you're doing that. You can't hear me. Yeah. What would that change? It would have just, I think it would have gave me an excuse not to do what I know he told me to do. Mm. Um, what he showed me, what he presented to me. And um, it was just something that I wasn't looking for, man. I I wasn't looking for it. And he just he just was like, hey. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. You sure? And he's like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I was just looking for a way out. And um, he really just had to remind me who I was, which is part of what we wanted to get into today mm -hmm. about who you are, knowing your worth, having that confidence. And he really just, he took me, I have a story. So I usually don't look at my notes while we talk, but I had to because I needed to present it in a certain way. And he took me back through my story and the way that God orchestrates is, it, it is beyond comprehension, the way he pulls strings in your life. And um, he just showed me some stuff and yeah, so I figured we'd talk about it today. Great. Yeah. I'm trying to get juicy in this episode. Okay. Okay. Because right. I know once we talk more specifically about things. Yeah. It opens the door to bless it other does. people. It does. You know, so we're going to get real specific. Okay. You know, we're going to get we can a little, get into a little deep. So, yeah. yeah. We're supposed to record two episodes today, but we'll we'll see how that works yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a part one, part two of the same yeah. topic. Right, right, right. So, yeah, we wanted to talk about self-worth today, self-love. Um, the idea of getting over self-doubt because yeah. that's a big vessel that holds us back a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think that's a huge topic, especially in today's climate, because we're so big and focused on mental health. Yes. Which is, I think, goes hand in hand with self-worth and understanding yourself in a whole, right? Yeah. Um, because if we don't understand who we are as a person, we what are we standing up for? Like that saying is like, if you can't stand for anything, you'll... Stand for... If you don't stand for it, something, you'll stand for anything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's the, kind of the same thing with yourself. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we start with that? Um. I was thinking maybe we could do story time today. How you feel about? I that? like a story time. You like story time. I do like a story time. So my story is kind of I want to say long, but it's it's a lot. So do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You got a story that you're thinking about? Talking about self love. Yeah. Um. Not specifically right now. Okay. But yeah, I, I got, I know I have a bunch, but okay. I so know you, you have one. You want to just get going go. and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, let's let it. All right. Um. So when we discussed this topic um, and I started just thinking about it or whatever, the first thing that came to my mind, of course, was what? A T.D. Jake sermon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, his my favorite sermon by him ever. I've listened to it so many times. Um, it's actually about Gideon. So that's how I ended up reading about Gideon this week. Um, the title of the sermon is, I didn't know I was me. Mm. And he just talks about Gideon not knowing who he actually was until the angel showed up and uh, said, you're a warrior of the Lord. 
So I was just looking at that and um, seeking the Lord all week. Um, and he kind of took me back through this year, some of the different things that he dealt with me on. So I want to, for a moment, go back to March, end of March, right at the beginning of April. So I've alluded to the, the, the situation I went through this year a lot on the show, and I've never given full context to it. Mm-hmm. And that's for a very specific reason, because that's coming out in a different way. So you will all have full context to that story. I can't say too much so about it. So we're still not getting it today. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, I just <laughs> want to let you know there's a reason I'm doing it. I'm not yeah. trying to beat around the bush about it. But So this is March, um, April in the midst of something that I literally cannot put into words to, to get another human being to understand what I was going through. And uh, it was around this time, I remember one of the days, uh, my father would come pick me up from my mom's house and we would literally just drive around in the car because I couldn't do much. And we would just spend a few minutes talking to one another. And we sat in a parking lot and um, I forget how it started, but I ended up just crying just boohoo crying and you know he asked me what's going on what's on your mind son and at that point I hadn't really developed a personal relationship with God but he but God told me something and it was one of the first times that I clearly heard heard his voice and he told me he said um it was three words that I just kept hearing and I told my dad this day in the car and I was hearing forged in fire so there's like a TV show. I don't know if you ever like seen it, but it's like blacksmiths. They make tools and whatnot. And <laughs> definitely not. Uh, in order to like make a, a sword or something, you have to heat the material up mm-hmm. before you can begin to pound it into form into the tool. And he was telling me forged and fire. I'm like, why? What does that mean? I don't know anything about it. And long story short, he was telling me that he was putting my raw materials of me into the fire to heat it up so that he could form. Mm. It. And, um, uh, he told me that he was creating me into a weapon. So I'm in the car telling my father all this. I don't know what it means. I don't know anything like, and I'm boohoo crying and I'm snotting <laughs> and my dad's just sitting there. Um, and we're having this conversation and I finished and I looked at him teary eyed and I said, I don't know what it means, dad. But when he's finished with me, there will be no place he can send me that I won't go for him. Wow. And my dad looked at me and he starts smiling. And I'm like, how could you be smiling, seeing me in this state? My dad's been watching me deteriorate for three months at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because I've been waiting for you to go through this. Wow. And I was like, what? And he was like, when you have the type of calling on your life, like our family has, you have to go through a moment like this. Mm-hmm. And later I found out that he had t- already told my mom. Now, my, my father and my mom don't really talk. They're divorced. Um, they've always been cordial and made sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. But they don't really speak. But while I was there, they had a conversation that I didn't know about. And my father had told my mom because she was so worried. He told her, I know what this is. Don't worry about it. Mm. And so he was expecting this moment in my life. I didn't know what was going on. I'm hearing this forged and fire stuff. I'm like, this is crazy. I just want to get better. I just want to come out of this. Little did I know at the time that that was part one of a three-part revelation. I thought that was it. And you have to fast forward all the way to seven or eight months later before I got the other parts. Wow. Which is something we've talked about before. God doesn't give you everything at the same time. So uh, June 19th, 2022, this year, June 19th. So 
six ish. I said this uh, months ago. I accepted the calling on my life on June 19th. Um, I called my father, told him I was tired of running. And that was the day that the heating stopped. So remember we're talking about the mm. forging, the heating stopped and the forming began. So I was hoping that that was the end of the journey, but it was just another type of bad. Now, instead of being heated up, I'm being beat. Yep. <laughs> but, but I didn't understand the context to it. Um, so literally he just began beating me into the form that he needed me to be. I didn't know that until maybe a month ago, which was seven or eight, seven or eight months from when he first told me the whole fortune fire thing. So you remember several episodes ago, I was talking to you about the morning I had when I was walking and he told me a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to you briefly that he told me some stuff about the calling, but again, I didn't tell you any context to that. Uh, the reason is because I did not know if I was released to do that yet. Yeah. So I, I feel like he has now. So I'm going to speak to it a little bit. And I know I'm long winded, but I just I want to get That's it all, all good. Out. It's all good. Um, yeah. So that day is when he actually gave me part two to a three part revelation that, again, I didn't know there was more to it. So on June 19th, when I accepted the calling on my life, um, notice I've always called it the calling on my life. I've never said once what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. That's why I always say that. Um, so the first thing I just want to say is when it comes to a calling on your life, that does not mean that you know what it is. When you accept it, that simply means whatever he has for you to do, you will do it. Yeah. So I accepted it, um, not even knowing what it was. Yeah. And then that morning that we talked about before, he told me what it was and it kind of scared me. But I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. What is it? Two words. War, wager. In his kingdom. Okay. So he kind of told me this and I'm like, uh, okay, what does it mean? So I need more context. He said something to the, the, the effect of there are enough soldiers in my kingdom fighting battles. I need more people winning wars. Mm. And I was like, that's a big responsibility. (laughs) He said, Uh, I need champions. So yeah. Um, And he said, the, the thing that I've been putting you through this year is because I needed you to have combat experience Mm. in order to do what I was going to tell you to do. So um, what he showed me was why he said war wager was literally, he showed me, Walking into businesses, homes, people's relationships, communities, and them literally handing over issues that are plaguing them, um, things that are plaguing the community, problems that they're having in the church or whatever it is, them handing it over to me and my war team. And we literally declare war on it Mm. and help to fix the issue. So he's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's a lot. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's a lot. And um, yeah, he was just, he was forming me into this whole weapon thing. And and that was part two to that whole revelation um, that I am to be a war wager in his kingdom. So I don't know if the team noticed, but maybe that, when was that episode? I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah, it was one of the first. Um, something few. switched in me after he told me that. 
and my focus narrowed so much. I don't know if you guys saw the intensity switching me. Like mm-hmm. text be t- started to come out all yeah. the time. I started doing a bunch of stuff. It was because of that. It was like he had released me. He was like, you can begin to walk in what? Wow. I told you. Wow. Um, so that's why I, that happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm always at war, which is a good thing because he prepared me for it. Um, but, yeah. So after hearing all that, of course, I think that's it. That's the big finale, right? That's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, how do you know it's three parts? I that's, that's so a great question. Finite for you to say there's I, only three parts. He's probably laughing like you literally know there's like twelve. Right. This is just the first right. few chapters. And that's so crazy you say that because after part two, I'm like, okay, that has to be it. That's all Mm-mm. of it. It can't, it can't be anything more. And then he laid something on me and I was just like, all right, you gotta just stop now, because that's a bit much, God. <laughs> um I guess I'm just gonna share it. Please let us in. <laughs> So the whole forging part, right? The So I told you that the heating up stopped whenever, June. And the forming part began, the beating of the material. And when he revealed that, I thought, okay, it was just forming me into the weapon that he needed me to be in his kingdom. But around that time, uh, I also began praying to him other prayers about, specifically about a relationship with another person. And I was praying, I was praying um for you know a woman just a godly woman to come into my life or whatever the case is and right around the time um that he was forming me the third part of the revelation was kind of while i was beating you into form to turn you into a weapon for my kingdom i was also forming you into what she was praying for wow and he i literally saw pictures of her praying and every time she would pray a prayer of what she wanted in a man, he would swing the hammer on me again. Wow. That's and, powerful. Yeah. And he was just showing me that back and forth. And he was like, every time she discovered something about herself um, and, you know, certain things that she would need in another individual, I swung the hammer on you again. Every time, you know, she prayed, you know, a specific thing that she wanted in a man, I swung the hammer on you again. And um, I was just like, wow. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I was, I was almost because of her prayers. I was going through what I was going through in a good way, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way, but yeah, uh, he kind of, he kind of told me that. And I don't even remember what I was going to say after that, but that was the third part of the revelation um, that he revealed to me. And then I just didn't know. I was like, where did that come from? Like, I wasn't looking for that. Why, mm-hmm. why did you bring that up? And it just goes back to God's timing. Uh, we always talk about his timing and the fact that sometimes things don't happen when we want them. But how about when he says it is time yeah. and you think you're not ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, I thought after part two, it was over with. And then he dropped part three of the revelation mixtape on me yeah and it's gonna keep uh, happening just so you know it is i know it is just be ready i've accepted that now so okay yeah yeah i think that's key to accepting um okay would you would you feel like you need a revelation like that to understand your purpose Mm. do you think your purpose comes from you understanding putting yourself in the posture to receive and then fully accepting unconditionally 
to understand what your purpose is? Do you think that's correlated? I think in a way. So uh, going back to what I said, accepting the calling means you'll do whatever he tells you to do, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what it is. So I think definitely revelation is required for um, operating in your purpose with precision. Mm. So I knew innately that part of my purpose was to speak out his word to people to bring people closer to christ to you know share my testimony that's kind of the surface level stuff yeah but to get into operating specifically what he wants me to do in his kingdom i think that requires further revelation oh yeah yeah absolutely because you can't just get advice from right really any anybody because they have their own experiences and they're not god i mean maybe if they're speaking through the spirit yeah yeah and sometimes he will send another person yeah 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 of course um okay i guess to piggyback off of the idea of purpose through what god is speaking to you how does that affect self-worth so um it was very important that he took me back through that journey um for several reasons but the biggest one was um relating to the topic we're talking about today he needed to get me to understand who i was so back to that that sermon title i didn't know who i was Mm -hmm. he he needed me to see that so there's a scripture that comes to mind that says um who is man that god is so mindful of him yeah so when he showed me how he was the entire time pulling the strings of my life um putting me through this dance and it was just like he said why would i just do that for anybody Mm. and it just shows his love for me and the value he places on me and it reminds me of who I am and the confidence I need to have in myself. Um, so I think it was everything for my, um, just self-awareness and just confidence that he reminded me not who I was in my fleshly body, but who I was to him. Yeah. 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 The ultimate validation. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, validation comes from God. Yep. In my experience, that's been the case where it it really takes perspective as well and maturity to understand that the things that you're going through are meant to refine you for that purpose. Yeah. And taking that time to really accept it is a key part in the process because you have to learn that that you have to take yourself out of it mm-hmm. where like once you find a posture of this isn't just about me yeah it was never about me yeah it was never about jesus being oh i'm just jesus all these things i'm going to be the one to do this he was working in god's glory yeah. so when we take ourselves out of the situations that we go through like oh this is happening to me oh this sucks where yeah like in in the life right now it probably does suck but if you change your perspective to say like okay, God is molding me right now. He's shifting things in my life so that I'm better equipped for what he's calling me to do. And it takes that perspective because if you don't have that perspective, then you're just going to be looking at it like, this is so unfair. This is happening. And why is this happening to me? And then all these other things start to come in where you start to have jealousy and envy and rage towards outside events. And that takes away from the purpose that God is showing you. Um, So I think in my experience, I found I definitely had to find my worth in the word, Um, understanding that these things that I was doing that I thought were fun or that I thought were filling a void or whatever were actually the things that were draining me. Mm. And I had to realize that I had to let go of those things. Um, Like looking at Galatians, it's, you know, 
the what the consequences of like sin mm -hmm. right where it's um idolatry and sexual immorality and envy and jealousy and all these things um i had to look at that and let it go to be like, okay, I don't want to have those characteristics in my life, knowing that that's going to bring other things to crumble. Yes, I would rather look at the fruit and study the fruit. Yep. Because the more you study what's right, yep. the counterfeits are more obvious, right? Yeah. Like there was a study, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, it's like uh, for bankers or something. Yep. They don't study what fake money looks like, they study what real money looks like. Mm -hmm. So then if somebody comes in and gives them, say, like Monopoly money, they're going to be like, oh, this is counterfeit. Yep. I don't even they need don't even to have know. To look at it a lot. Yeah, like I, I'm studying the real thing so much that the fake thing is so obvious. Yes. And so I wanted to live my life like that where I'm like, let me look at the fruit where it's gentleness, it's kindness, it's being, um, having humility, having compassion, being yep. considerate. I wanted to study that in my life. And that's actually where I found my purpose because I completely reflected that on, wow, I'm looking at these things, these qualities that are good yep. and that are kind. And that's exactly how God loves me. Yep. So now that I know how God loves me, how do I reflect that in my life? And how do I present that out? Mm -hmm. And not only did it clear up a lot of negativity in my mind and my thought processes, yes. but it also cleared up a lot of anxiety and stress that i was holding in my heart like wow. my heart literally like just started to clear out mm. like yeah of course i'm human like i still have things that i stress about yep. but the difference is now i understand the perspective of it where this isn't happening to me rather than it's happening for me yep. to build me to produce bigger things um and not even just things it's not tangible yes but bigger purposes Okay. It's not just about me. We got a hand raising in our audience. Oh, we got a question? Yeah. Come on. What's up? So, like, just speaking on that, right, I just feel like this would be a good time to ask a question that most of our audience would be thinking about at this specific time. Um, so what do you do to get rid of that self-doubt? Right? We're talking about self-worth here, but the opposite of self-worth is self-doubt. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do to get rid of that? And I think you mentioned some things, mm -hmm. and I feel like that would be the perfect segue question. Yeah. yeah, it is. It There's is. a lot of analysis that has to happen. Um, we don't like to do the groundwork because it's nasty in there. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to clean up a mess, right? Mm -hmm. And if we have a mess in our hearts, especially if we don't like confrontation, yep. it's going to be hard to even have confrontation with yourself because those are hard conversations that have to happen. Um, so it's like, say there's a mess on the floor. Like I had a bag of trash and then the bottom of the bag just busted open. And it's like, ew, there's a lot of slimy stuff in there. I got to clean it. And like, you just look at it and it's like, I don't want to clean that. Wow. It's going to start to fester and it's going to start to stink. It's going to invite rodents in and it's going to be even worse if the more you let it sit there. Yeah. So taking analysis for me looked like journaling where I would have, I have a journal that I, I actually completed, which... Uh, I completed that this year. It took me two years to finish it. Um, I started it during the pandemic when I was at one of my lowest points. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't explain to anybody. And yes. even if I did find myself explaining it, it didn't hit the depth of Can what I was Can you just stay feeling. right there for a second? <laughs> because that is so big when you're going through something and you can't even find the words to get another yeah. person to understand what it's you're a, you feeling. You can't fathom the weight of what this yes. is feeling like. And then you almost get to the point to where you say, I'm just going to stop talking about it because I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice mm -hmm. because I can't accurately say what I'm going through. Yeah. So then I put a picture in your mind of what I'm going through that's not accurate with what I'm mm -hmm. feeling. 
Because then they yeah. even interpret it a different way. Yep. And some people's listening styles, they'll be like, oh, they're wanting advice right now. Let me tell you all the things that you need to do. And it's yes. like, I don't need your advice. I just want somebody to listen. And I just want, not even just to listen. I just want somebody to understand. Yes. I just want somebody to understand. Yes. And seeking for that and like getting these walls. Like I have people around me who love me. Yes. But at the same time, it's like you're not quite getting it to the point that I need to express yep, it. Yep. So journaling was a journaling was a huge saving grace. And for me, I, I called her journey. Okay. Her name was journey. So I would always write it like a letter form, like, Hey journey. And then I would have no format. I would just brain dump for like however long I needed to. Yeah. Um, sometimes it would be like, Hey, this is what I did today. I went to Trader Joe's. I had a good lunch and I was actually pondering on this idea for a while. I don't even know what it means, blah, blah, blah. And then other days I'd be like venting, like, yeah. I'm so sick of this person, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm tired of being in this place that I'm at right now in my mind. And like, I just can't seem to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm so frustrated. Like I would have all these emotions in this journal. Mm -hmm. And what I found after completing it for two years, what I would do sometimes if I felt stuck, I would go back to a random page mm -hmm. and see the things that I wrote down and where like almost check in where my my head was at that time. Yep. And it was so interesting because most of the time when I would go back and look on those things, I'd be like, wow, I have grown because yeah. I no longer feel the, that stress. Yep. I no longer I, actually I can see where God delivered me from this position right mm -hmm. then. And also like this is what I was praying for then. I have that now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that put a lot of perspective in getting a hold of the events that were happening in my life. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like what you were saying, where it's like you look back in retrospect and you're like, oh, this was actually helping me become who I was today. Yes. Rather than it being the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, so journaling was a huge thing for me to overcome that self-doubt. Because on top of that, me understanding every aspect of who I was and how I was communicating essentially to myself. Um I was able to speak nicer to myself mm -hmm. um, because, you know, me looking back to key of July 2020, where she was like, this sucks. I just want to stop. I want to quit. You know, I could look back and be like, keep going, keep going. Like if you could see where you are today, just like keep going. Yes. And so I'm able, like even being able to speak on old key, even in today when I'm stressed, I could, I am, I'm confident knowing that there's two year from now key being like, keep going. Oh it gets so much better. You don't even understand. And even if it doesn't get better than where it is, it's like that this moment right now is so important that yes. you have to figure it out. Yes. You're not even figure it out. You have to go through this right now and it's okay. Yep. Cause you're gonna, you're gonna get out on the other side. Stay in the fight. So just stay in the fight. Wow. I got a quick story about that. Let's this go. is a quick one though. Yeah. Uh, when I came back this year, um, I was packing my apartment because I was about to about to move. God had other plans. Uh, I'm still here, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I was packing my apartment and I was going through some old um, like uh, totes with some old stuff in it. And I'm sitting there and um, still just not in the best, best way at the time. And it just felt overwhelming. And I was like, how am I going to move in the midst of all that's going on? And I was looking through books, trying to figure out what to throw out and what to keep. And I, oh, I picked up a, a notebook, an old notebook from like seven years ago. And when I picked it up, I grabbed half of it and it flipped open. So coincidentally. oh. And I picked it up to see what that page said. Now, this was a school notebook that after high school, I had wrote a note to myself in. Wow. So 
everything in wow. here except for this page is school notes. Yeah. But I open on this page and I'm sitting there on the couch looking at it. Papers everywhere because I'm throwing stuff away. And it was a note that I wrote to myself about a goal that I was trying to reach seven years ago. Wow. And it literally said something to the effect, not this time, Cal. We're not giving up. Mm. And I just sat there on the couch like in disbelief that God cares so much about the details yeah. like that. And something small like that can just get you like, you know what? Yeah, not this time, Cal. We're going to keep moving forward. So when you just said that, that it's story inter- came up. Interestingly enough, we always say how God speaks through people. Yep. Have we ever thought of the idea that God speaks through ourselves? Mm. Like we speak to ourselves, but God is funneling the words and the emotions that we have. Yes. So then you go back in retrospect, like imagine that wasn't even you writing that. Yeah. But God used your fingers to write that. And I thought it was about something completely different. Right. And then you put it into perspective and like into context. And you're yep. like, I actually needed that word mm-hmm. from myself right now. Yeah. What? So think about how much God has to love you for seven years ago, him to say, hey, I need you to go over to your desk and write this because you're going to need it in seven years. Not even knowing that you're going to find it. You still even have the books. Right. <laughs> and be throwing stuff out and it open yeah. to that page. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. That's crazy. Another thing about um, getting over self-doubt. I'm actually I, I just passed my behavior change specialization test. Woo woo. Um <laughs> furthering education um so there's this thing called self-efficacy okay do we know what that is talk to me self-efficacy is confidence of you achieving things through the habit of achieving things Mm -hmm. so if say i have a client fitness client right and she's overweight whatever it is and she hasn't worked out in years maybe not even worked out ever in life and i'm saying okay girl give me 10 push-ups and she goes i can't do 10 Mm push-ups That's low self-esteem and her self-efficacy. That's her saying, I've never done these push-ups. I have no confidence knowing that I can produce 10 push-ups right now, right? And so I say, okay, that's fine. I don't necessarily expect you to do 10 push-ups after never exercising in your life. Let's start with one. Let's just go to your plank position, bend your elbows as much as you can, and then press back up. And I'm saying, if I lower the expectation to say, hey, just give me one, and she does that and she nails it, then she's going to be like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. I can do one push-up. I can do one push-up. She might go, it might not be that big of a deal. I'm yeah. using an analogy, right? But she'll go around and be like, I did one push-up. That's 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 a that's a win. That's mm-hmm. a daily win. I call them daily wins. Okay. Where I'm like, what's your daily win for today? Just give me one thing. Yeah. Puts that mindfulness back into your brain of like, I did something right today. Mm-hmm. Right. So then next time, maybe give it a week. I'll be like, all right, girl, give me, give me two push-ups today. Mm-hmm. I want you to nail that one and then just give me one extra one. Just one. And she'd be like, I don't, I'm like, you got it. Let's just do it. And she gives me two. Now she's like, I can do two push-ups. So her confidence is building because she's been able to perform in a way that she was successful. Yeah. So the same thing with our self-doubt. When we say I can't do something, that's doubt, mm-hmm. right? It's the belief that you are not confident in achieving. Um, I also tell my kids this. If they're in class and I'm teaching them something, you cannot say I can't do it. The can't word is a bad word. So then they know now if somebody says I can't from across the room, they're like, she said can't. I'm like, (laughs) now do it. You actually have to do it, right? Prove yourself wrong and show yourself that you can do it. Because once you get over that hump of like, I can prove to myself that I can do this, that confidence kicks in. And that's where you start to eliminate that doubt. Mm -hmm. Because your brain is like, 
actually, no, I can actually accomplish this. The more you start to get into that routine of I can accomplish this, even if it's small, that's the key here. So if a goal is way too big, it's going to be harder to obtain. Yeah. Shrink it. If it's way too big, you can't achieve it. Shrink it to the point where you're like, oh, I can do that, but I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. This might be small, but I can do that. Mm -hmm. The more you do the little stuff and succeed at it, the more likely you will start to increase 1%. That's so good. Yeah. I can attest to that. I was there before and I started doing little by little and I eventually got to the spot to where now God has to be careful what he says to me because <laughs> I will go do it. Yep. <laughs> if he mm-hmm. says something, I'm like, all right. I <laughs> like, got it. Yeah. He was like, go jump off the building. All right. I don't know how this is going to work out, but you said do it. Yeah. Gonna, like, and you just, you build yourself up to that point. Yeah. So um, the other thing that came to mind about self-doubt, uh, I think part of getting over it is you have to be able to do an accurate self-appraisal. Mm. which is you alluded to it, getting in those crevices, cleaning stuff out, figuring out exactly who you are. So I kind of liken it to um, like a vintage car. Say you buy a car. That car has a value, right? It already has a value. Um, But if you begin to put the investments into it, money into it, getting new tires, getting new rims, getting new paint, fixing the interior, all those different things, the value of it increases Mm -hmm. over time. Um, so the same thing with you, you have to make those investments in yourself and then watch your value increase. But then you also have to be able to do that accurate self-appraisal and understand that everybody can't afford you. Mm. Because if you, you begin to sell yourself to people or to situations or to jobs or anything that still has that old price tag on it, there's going to be a deficit there. Yes. Um, uh, relationship, whatever the case is, like you have to always be able to do an accurate self-appraisal. So, um, when you get over that, when you're getting over that self-doubt, just remember, Hey, every time I read a book, every time I think positively, uh, positively to myself, every time I do anything that increases my value, I have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I have to go back to that appraisal, mark off the old price and write down the new price. Um, so that I can make sure I'm selling myself to the world Ooh. accurately. Oh, we can talk about that. Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. okay we're going into self-worth, right? Yes. Knowing your worth is a process. You have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the ugly parts of yourself, not tell your part, those ugly parts that they're ugly. Be like, okay, you're beautiful. Just as you yeah. like, cause you know, yeah. I was going to say something. It's probably going to come out bad. I was like, you know, there's ugly ducklings, but you don't call them ugly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to say children, but all children are beautiful. Right. So <laughs> of it's, the, course. it's the same thing with your emotions. All emotions are still beautiful. Yes. Even if you feel like, oh, that's kind of a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Just tidy it up. Yep. You know? Um, so with the self-worth thing, uh, I have, a, I have a story. Let's go. All right. So. I was living in a different state earlier this year, and um, I was like, hey, I want to get into the studio and start teaching again. I've been missing it. I've been wanting to do it, and I really have a lot to offer uh, to educate these kids on the craft of dance. I have my back. I danced since I was three all the way up to high school, Mm -hmm. competed at a national level. I did college, got my degree in dance choreography, and then I went and had a professional, like, uh, career in yeah. LA. So here I am feeling like I have a lot under my belt. I have so much to offer that I want to give. Yes. Right. So me and this different, it's a different demographic. So it's a lot smaller. 
um, than what I'm used to here in the DMV area, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going out, I'm pitching myself to these studios. Um, hey, this is who I am. This is my resume. This is what I got going on. And I want to come to your studio because I see that your, your studio has a lot of potential. I want to yeah. take them to the next level, right? So I pitch myself to all these studios because it's a smaller area. They're like, hey, um, we know you have a lot to offer, um, but we can actually only give you this much for your hour, right? Yeah. And I said, mm -hmm um that's not even it's not even 25 percent yeah not even 25 percent of what my rate normally is right yeah. so then i find this studio that i'm like okay this is actually a really good studio and i'm gonna do it outside of the money it's not it's never about the money so i'm just gonna actually take that rate um actually no i negotiated i said okay. well meet me at least 50 percent yeah and they said we could do 30 percent mm -hmm. i said mm you know what it's, he said god is this from you right exactly <laughs> and that's where i also had a revelation where i was like you know god i've always been in this mindset of you i'm if i'm not doing it for the check i'm not going to do it at all yeah and that robbed me of certain opportunities or experiences because i was in it for the money yeah you know what i'm saying so at this point in my life i was like you know what i'm not going to do this for the money i'm actually going to do this just to sew into the kids if they give me 30 percent, i'm gonna be grateful yeah. you know i can find another job somewhere else and do something else but i'm just going to do this for the sake of teaching um so i took it and i did that and oddly enough even with all the expertise that i wanted to offer the kids weren't showing up to class and so i felt disrespected because you know here i am coming in almost as a guest choreographer artist whatever and i'm only getting like two people in class wow. i'm like this is almost not only is it like i'm not using the money or doing it for the money i don't even have the kids right you know so you can't even accomplish what you i was like this is actually almost a waste of time yes. almost yep. you know like i'm sewing into these two kids that i have mm -hmm. but at the same time i was like uh, it's kind of sucking me dry right now yes you know so um god had a huge plot twist in my life and i moved back home yeah right that wasn't in my my plan mm -hmm. i was not going to move back home mm -hmm. but i did accepted it mm -hmm. i accepted that calling for him to be like hey i keep bringing you back home you're gonna stay here i said all right i'm gonna commit then if yeah. i'm gonna be here i'm gonna commit i'm gonna go into these studios and i'm gonna pour i'm gonna pour out everything that i can within a month of me moving back home i had three job opportunities that were paying me more than my rate wow because i'm like hey this is my number and they're like, do you see your resume? We need to pay you more. Yeah. I was like, bet, okay. Wow. So now I'm able to make a living off of the passion that I have, off the experiences that God has given me in my life. Yeah. And I feel so fruitful, not because of the money, mm -hmm. but because I'm in, I'm in three completely different areas, teaching three completely types of kids. Mm -hmm. And I am so fulfilled because these kids are amazing. Wow. And they're all so dedicated, they're hungry to learn. And I'm like, I'm fired up. Wow. I want to give you everything. I want to give you everything. And it's not even about the money. Like one of the one of the jobs that I have actually still, that's probably worse paying than the first job in like the other state I was living in. Mm -hmm. it, that one's almost like a volunteer job. <laughs> it's pretty much a volunteer job. But I was like, you know what? I want to take these kids. I want to take them somewhere. Yeah. So I took it. And it's so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. It's so fulfilling. So knowing your worth, um, you know, I was almost downplaying my worth up there, being like, oh, okay, like, I know this is what I'm giving, like, what I can give, and it should be compensated. Yeah. Because I've worked so hard in my life for this, but I'm going to take it right now. Yeah. That was me almost, like, minimizing my worth, especially them not even showing up. That yeah. blows me. Like, yeah. don't come and, like, not be hungry to learn. I yeah. got so much to so, teach you. 
it sounds like in your case, it wasn't even that you didn't do an accurate self-appraisal. It was that you did it and then still settled for something underneath that. For the know, sake of level. God, for yeah. the sake of Jesus. I yeah. said, you know what? It's not about the money. I'm going to suck it up. Yeah. But then it just, just was still not right. that. But And perfect. that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like, okay, yeah, if he tells you to do that, yes. Yes. But Absolutely. I feel like there are also times where he says, no, I don't want you to do that because you're worth more than that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that shows up in my life as relationships. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had I learned a lot about my self-worth through relationships that failed. Yeah. Wow. That's a word. I learned so much about my self-worth after a breakup mm -hmm. because I would go through breakups thinking like, this is what I want. This is what I I saw my life going as and I would be crushed because my own expectations of what I thought and needed my life to be mm -hmm. were not met. So in that perspective, I said, why is this happening to me? This yep. sucks. This is terrible. My heart is in shambles, mm -hmm. drama. Um, and then after I kind of healed from that, I went through a process of, well, I need to love myself. 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 And that's where I found my worth because then I detached my worth from somebody else's abilities to show me appreciation mm -hmm. because I wasn't giving myself appreciation. Yep. So I was able to learn how to do that. And what really helped me is going into the word because he said, you are my princess. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm a princess. Princesses don't. Nobody told me that. <laughs> princesses do not cry over little boys. Yeah. They do not. Yeah. So I'm not going to cry over that because I have a kingdom and I also have a king that's coming to get me and yeah. make me a queen. Yeah. yeah. But also I'm a queen without a king. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to go through those breakups looking back in perspective. I'm like, oh, that didn't happen to me. That yeah. happened for me because now I leveled up. Mm. I leveled up. Mm. Mm. That was a whole, a whole bar. No. Uh. Yeah. 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 After you, after you, after you figure out your own worth, it changes everything, everything about your mindset. Um, Can we talk about worth and boundaries? Because it's one thing yeah. to know your own worth, but how do you let other, other people know your worth? That's a, that's a, that's a good one because sometimes you look around and see those people who can't afford you. But mm. it's like, how do I tell them that? Yeah. How do I get the, the point across to them that they are not, they don't have the currency to afford me. And it's not in a cocky way. It's not in a bad way. It's just a, when you submit yourself to God and he begins to pour into you and invest into you, your value increases. And when you know that value, it's like, hey, this is no disrespect to you, but my value is not what it is because I'm so great because I did a bunch of stuff right. it's because of the way that he validated me and the value that he placed on me. And just, you don't have, you don't have the currency to afford mm -hmm. me. Um, yeah. How do you go about, how do you go about that? I know you asked me, but I'm asking you. And, um, <laughs> I mean, you can do it with love and grace, right? Yeah. God spoke with truth and grace. Yes. So you're not like, I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Bye. Right. Like God wouldn't say that. He'd right. be like, I understand that this is where you're at, mm -hmm. but let me challenge you a little bit, not just for to show you that I'm leveling up, but I challenge you to level up as well. Ooh. Sometimes that's, that's love. Yes. That's love. Especially if you have a close connection with a person, like whether it's friends or whatever, like sometimes 
we have friend groups for a certain season in our life mm -hmm. and we outgrow those friendships yes. because we've outgrown that mindset that we were in at that time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes those friends can get left behind or those friendships expire. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you have to be hasty or like nasty towards those people. There's still people that loved you yep. in that time of your life. So you still love them, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like, Hey, for what I'm doing in my life right now, for the things that I'm valuing, I'm taking a different step right now. Yes. And I'm not saying that I'm looking down on you. Mm -hmm. If anything, I would love if you came with me. Yes. You know, like let's level up and go together. Right. But if not, it's okay for us to have different paths. Yes. I'm still gonna love you, but we're just gonna be at different spots. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, um, so I think that also comes back to confrontation where you're gonna have to have hard conversations in your life. That comes with maturity. If you can't have those conversations, you're not quite mature yet, yep. you know? Um, and boundary setting is not easy. Not at all. Especially with the closer you are in that relationship. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. So it's okay to let friendships expire because you don't always need to take them into the next chapter with you. Yeah. I want to go back for one moment to where you're talking about uh, how do you set those boundaries and let somebody else know, hey, Maybe the currency that you have right now is not where I am. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But what about when you do uh, find other individuals or people around you who you do feel like can afford you, can, you know, and, and meet you where you are? How do you interact with those individuals? Exactly as you are. Mm -hmm. um, there's a saying that you are an average of your five closest friends. Yep, so I've if you look that. around and see your friends are not up to much, they're out here just sitting at the house. They don't have much ambition. Yeah. You're not much better than them. If that's your people, yeah. you know, so it, it depends on who you surround yourself with. And if you want to elevate, you get yourself uncomfortable and get into higher elevated rooms. Yeah. Um, so, what are you asking? Like, how do you maneuver through those relationships? Yeah. Just, just in contrast to, we talked about how do you, you know, interact with people who you may not feel are there, mm -hmm. but on the other side, um, there are sometimes people who you feel like are there and you want to, you know, be closer with them or whatever the case is. So how do you go about that? Just as you invest in yourself, you invest into those relationships. Yeah. So, it's not just, oh, these these people are serving me. Let me just receive everything. Mm. You need to step up and also be the one that's serving those around you. Yeah. And that go that there's no wrong way to serve. Like even the people who might not be at your same elevation, yeah. you can still serve them. Um, so it's not like I gotta cut you off. You can't be my in my life at all. Mm -hmm. It's like you can still hang out with them it's maybe the th the way that you guys hang out might be different it yeah. might look different um and then you might also be like hey let me send this encouraging text um it might just be small just little gestures whatever it is like yeah. invest into that those relationships because that's what's going to keep building new ideals and new perspectives and that's how you grow yeah you grow you bounce off of other people so you just keep investing so you can offer something to the table for them yeah. as well reciprocity that's right yeah I got that word from T.D. Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, great. Yeah. You got something else to bail me out or no? Uh, yeah. Or do I just have to sit here and marinate? We, we, oh, stop marinating. We were uh, <laughs> talking about boundaries. Um, showing your worth to other people. Showing your worth to yourself. Yeah. Um, what's another way that we can 
feel worthy. Um, we're both single, right? Yeah. How, how can you feel worthy in your single alone seasons and your seasons of isolation to put it in spirit terms worthy of just anything because i know sometimes with per okay looking at perspective you can be either lonely or you can be alone yeah there's they have two very different definitions for sure so in speaking on our times of isolation or yeah. being like on our own how can you def differentiate those two hmm i actually watch a show called alone that's so crazy okay <laughs> and they are literally alone they drop them in the middle of the wilderness with a camera and they say hey film yourself until until you quit basically. It's like survival yeah survivor uh so they're out there by themselves and when you are alone you are literally alone which means that there are no options available to you uh to you no resources available to you um to have that company that fellowship whatever the case is when you are lonely you can be surrounded i can be in a room with all of you and be lonely wow, yeah um, that's real. Yeah. So lonely can be, um, I am lonely in my emotions. I am lonely, um, in where I am in life. I am lonely at my job. Um, alone is a state. Lonely is a mindset. I would say. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That's what I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I think it's a, a nice topic to hit because we in the middle of the winter. Yeah. When people like to hibernate yep. and do what we what Mike Todd calls cuffing season. Yes. All right. Um, so finding the I don't even know the word contentment. Yes. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Finding contentment with your aloneness yep. and for reassurance, you're never actually quite alone. Mm -hmm. um, me, myself and I. But like also you have the spirit of God. You mm -hmm. also have people around you, whether you believe it or not. Yep. Um, you're never alone. Um, and there has to be, for me, that I had to find confidence to be alone because then if not, I would get wrapped up in FOMO. Mm -hmm. You know FOMO? No. Nope. Fear of missing out. I was going to just go with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 FOMO. That's a nice No, you've said it before. You said yeah. It so um, if I'm not content with where I am in my life, who I am, and what God is moving through me in my season of isolation, yeah. then I will get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So sometimes for me, in those seasons when I'm feeling that, like if, you know, you you can be alone and then also feel lonely, right? So like I could be like, oh, no, I'm confident being by myself, but then I'm also like, dang, I kind of want that though. Yeah. You know, that's okay. You can have those feelings. But for me, what I have to do when I'm feeling that, I can't feel it. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm in that place where I'm starting to feel lonely, where I'm like, oh, dang, this kind of sucks. I yeah. can't feel that. Yeah. So for me, I like to like I like to watch romance movies, especially during Christmas. It's like the cheesy right, Hallmark right, movies. Right. They always fall in love. You know, I'm almost talking about that. Yesterday. You know, like <laughs> those are fun to watch. But yeah. when I'm in that state where I'm like, dang, this kind of sucks right now, my, my singleness, whatever. I can't feel it by watching those types of movies. Mm. I maybe have to watch an action movie where people like shooting up wow. cars or something yeah, yeah. or um, scrolling scrolling on social media Ooh, holly was talking about that this morning yes that's why when she was saying i was like that's real girl yeah. i relate to that because you social media is people putting their best foot forward right yeah. so it's like great i'm so happy right now i got 
this Christmas tree and I'm with my family and the love of my life and we are pregnant, we got babies, my dog. Um, so then if I don't have those things, I'll start to feel a mindset of lack. Like mm -hmm. I don't have enough. I don't have those things. And then that'll start to eat at my self-esteem, starting to bring in, oh, you're not good enough for that. You're not worthy yes. of that. You're never going to have that. You're not That's good so enough. Real. That's when the devil comes in, which is why I can't entertain those thoughts when i have those lonely thoughts yeah. because i have no control over where they're gonna go mm -hmm. my thoughts um so when i am starting to feel those things i have to go the opposite way of being like okay what can i do that kiana likes to do right now and where i'm gonna feel happy yeah where can i kind of um you know start to do things that i enjoy or reading in the word of like okay who am i i start to read psalms i um you know i start to talk to my friends and be like oh my gosh you're, you're killing it right now or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's just catch up and like have a, a conversation. Let's mm -hmm. go out and get coffee or something. Yeah. Um, so sulking is a dangerous place to be when mm -hmm. we feel those negative things because it feels good. It's actually like a drug. Yeah. It's almost like a dopamine. I don't know if that's the right chemical word for that, but <laughs> it produces a hormone where yeah. that dopamine hit. If it, it, it really, it's like a drug where it's like, dang, this is numbing me out right now. I just want to sit here and be sad. Yeah. We was having real life technical issues, but we back now. Um, so basically when you're feeling sad or feeling lonely or whatever, do not entertain those thoughts because yeah. you cannot control the emotions that come with it. Absolutely. And it's hard to get out of rabbit holes like that. So mm -hmm. instead of filling yourself with things that, you know, are going to make you sadder, go yeah. and do things that you enjoy. Go yeah. be around people that, you know, love you mm -hmm. and just remember all the things that you actually do have. Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate for just a moment. Okay. Not necessarily to disagree, just a different perspective yeah. because there's a path you can go down in doing that where you can also distract yourself. And instead of dealing with um, the things you're trying to avoid them. Mm, yeah. And um, so it's important to know, like we were talking about in those single seasons, to also realize you don't have to be in that season forever. Mm -hmm. So you can become content in it. Um, as long as you need to be content, but you can also get to the point to where you understand, hey, I don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. Um, and maybe now it's time for me to start seeking out what God actually wants for me in this area. Um, so, yeah, be content for as long as you need to be content. But when that moment comes, then just know that it's time to shift because... Uh, even in my own experience, I've gotten stuck there for so long. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I'm good. I'm content. I'm happy to be here. This right. Is, I like this area. This is good. And then I was, and God's like, well, but I got something for you. Right. You yeah. said, no, I'm good. I'm <laughs> slanging yourself. Happy God. <laughs> I'm happy. Drawing my smile. Right. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. thing I want to piggyback off of that is, yeah, not ignoring the feelings that you have. So I'm yes. not saying like just brush them under the rug. You can't feel them. Yeah. Is how you channel them. So if you're like, hey, I am really sulking right now instead of going on social media, go back to your journal mm -hmm. and write it out in a progressive way that's actually going to help you understand the feelings that you're yeah. feeling. So it's like, okay, why are, you, why are you wanting that? Why are you wanting what this person has? Why are you wanting these feelings? Is mm -hmm. it validation that you feel? Is it lack of love that you experienced as a child? Like, what is it? You need to understand those feelings because yep. if you don't, you say you may go out on your own and get what you want. It's not going to last because you didn't do the work to heal what it is that you're yearning for yeah. or not even heal it, but quite understand why you want it. Okay. The why is going to be big. Yeah. Um, All right. So you ready to do some questions? I'm ready for some questions. All right. So this segment of our podcast is called questions from the audience and our audience is our crew member today. And then we take questions from our 
cave people online if you want to leave a comment somewhere in uh on social media or on youtube and we'll answer those questions as well what we got so what would you be capable of if you had the confidence you desired that's dangerous i don't even know well i said earlier god has to be careful what he tells me now because with every passing day my confidence is growing with every day that i make it through and i see that how much i can accomplish with god my confidence grows and like he has to temper what he tells me to do now because like i said i will go do it um so your question about what do you think you could accomplish if you actually had that confidence i would say that i am actually firsthand witnessing what i could accomplish if i had that confidence to step out on those things that i want yeah i understand that yeah um because to me for me to say conf like to answer that question if i had the confidence to accomplish something that means that that confidence is like a finish line it's like a finite thing to yeah. achieve and i think confidence produces itself in different levels as you progress um, so like my confidence today is not the same as the confidence it was back then. Yep. Not even saying I have more confidence. It's completely different confidence yeah. where my confidence back then was like, okay, if I do this, then I can get this house, this mansion, and I'm have all this fame and all this success and all this money. My con I don't, that's not confidence yeah. in my eyes today. Yeah. Today, my confidence is how can I be obedient and actually act on what God is moving me to do. Yeah. We went out, the girls, uh, the the cave girls went out. Uh, we went shopping last night and yeah. we played this little game as we're walking through the mall. Mm -hmm. And Tay was like, all right, you have one and a half minutes to give out five compliments. Go as we're walking <laughs> through. So I'm like, for me, normally comp giving compliments is easy, but I was like, I feel so much pressure now that I have all this yeah. time on me. So then as we're walking by, you would lit I would literally be looking at people and be like, okay, what is it can I like, tell her that I appreciate about her or like him and his shoes or like whatever. So like getting out of that comfort zone, that yeah. was finding a confidence where I'm like, it has nothing to do with me. It yeah. has everything to do with me giving to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And what was rewarding about that experience was that every single time we gave a confident, um, a compliment, that person would light up and be like, Oh my gosh, wow. Thank you. Like mm -hmm. I got this from Shein or like, yeah. wow, like, yeah, I love this too. You know, whatever, mm -hmm. like, it was so cool because that was a different confidence that I didn't really recognize yeah. until we like were playing that game and it was so fun. We were all doing it. It was kind of fun. Wow. Um, but yeah, like confidence is something that is achieved over time and is always evolving yeah. to the chapter of life you're in. Mm -hmm. And I want to be honest because like I said, I'm seeing what my confidence can achieve, you know, with God. But if I'm just being totally honest, like, like how I started to show off, there are still some areas where I am not as confident as mm -hmm. I should be. Um, so in some areas, it's very easy for me to do what God tells me to do. And then in other areas, I'm very hesitant. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to take building more confidence in that area to get there. Um, and I think the only way to do that is with experience and just trusting in him. If he said it, just go do it. I will say one thing. Yeah. Um, bravery. Mm-hmm confidence courage yes is one thing that you can fake till you make and mm. nobody can tell the difference really if you pretend that you're going to go fight a lion mm -hmm. and you're like i'm going to go fight a lion but i'm going to pretend like i'm doing it as i'm doing it yeah. you're actually still being brave you are so 
you can fake bravery because it actually is bravery in the act of you faking it. That's true. So wow. If you're afraid of doing something, just pretend. Yeah. Pretend you're not doing it. Pretend. But do it. <laughs> yeah. Do it as you're pretending. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So we can get into this question. What steps can you take today to improve your tomorrow? Don't worry about tomorrow. Oh, that was it. Yeah. That, that's it. That's <laughs> I had no just elaboration. Simple, just like that. I had no elaboration. Um, practical steps you can take to improve your tomorrow. Going back to my BCS, um, you can take 1% of a step every day, every single day. Um, a lot of people get stuck in their progress because they feel like they have to do this all or nothing reach yeah. where if I, if I can't take a thousand steps today, I like, I failed if I did a hundred. Yeah. Right. But yesterday you did 50. I mean, probably more than 50 steps, I hope, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you did more than you did yesterday. So that's still progress. Mm -hmm. So if we focus on the smaller act of, let me just be a little bit better than I was yesterday mm -hmm. today yeah. right now then that's better for tomorrow yeah. because I go into tomorrow. My tomorrow is currently my today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I just keep this mindset of 1%, just a little bit more. Yeah. Like say if I'm going on a jog, everything is fitness related. Yeah. If I'm going on a jog and I'm like, I want to get to 30 minutes jogging and I'm currently at 15 and I'm winded, then tomorrow I'm going to go 15 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm going to feel good with that. Wow. You know? little baby steps uh let me let me expound upon that just a little bit so i said don't worry about tomorrow but um one of the prayers that i pray every morning when i'm walking out the door on the way to work outside of praying for you know friends and family is i always ask god i say allow me to extract everything from this day that you have for me Ooh, i like that and that's just like a little thing that I do. I have this little saying I always say, say to myself throughout the day, and it's just earn your right to sleep at night. Mm. So I try to, when I get into bed at night, I want to be tired. Not meaning I necessarily physically exhausted myself and I'm like falling out, but like everything that he had for me to accomplish in that day, everything that I could learn, everything that I could do, I did it. Yeah. And now I've earned the right to go lay in my bed. So I have a rule. I don't lay in my bed until it's bedtime throughout the day. I don't take naps. I don't do any of that. Um, and I just try to extract everything from a day that I can, mm. um, whether it's the word of God, whether it's learning something, whether it's complimenting somebody, like whatever it is, I just want to get it out of that day. Yeah. Um, so I would say that will help your tomorrows. Just making sure you do everything you can in your today. Yeah. yeah. Being intentional. Yeah. Being intentional. Mm -hmm. I've gotten into the habit of making to-do lists. Wow. But like I use no the Notion app. Okay. This is not a sponsor, but it could be. Um, <laughs> I use the Notion app and I go through on Sunday nights, I go through every single day. It has like a drop down of like tasks. So mm -hmm. I plan out my days yep. at, like for the whole week. So it'll be like, okay, I'm going to wake up, go to the gym at five. I'm going to work glutes. And then I'm going to come back. I'm going to study for two hours. And then I'm going to make breakfast yep. at this time. And then I have three clients, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to, you know, everything is planned out. Even like, okay, call your insurance company today or go get your nails done and then come back and call your best friend because you haven't talked to her in like three weeks. Yep. Like it's that intentional. Um, and what I find is that I, f I go through my day feeling juicy because when I <laughs> click though, like when I click it off, it like yeah. crosses it out. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I look at my list and be like, wow, 
I did all that stuff today. Yeah. Bond. That was a great day. That's crazy you say that. Did you see the notes in our team meeting? How I put green check marks next mm-hmm. to stuff? I do that every day. And just like you said, I scroll through and I see all that green. I'm like, all right, you can go to sleep. That's a scientific, yeah. scientifically proven like hack that mm-hmm. works for people. Yeah. When you actively see what you're checking off, it builds that efficacy in your head. Being like, wow, I did that today. I yeah. did that. And even on the things that you didn't check off, mm-hmm. finding that that's okay yeah. because I still have tomorrow. Now yeah. I'm going to put the, the unchecked things first on my list for tomorrow. Yep. And I'm going to work on those. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't get everything checked off, I'm not beating myself up. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, we're going to hit it tomorrow. Yep. That's so, good. Yeah. All right. We want to do yep. one. You got one more? All right. What do we got? About revelations. So, what does it mean to have a revelation? And how do those revelations tie into improving your self worth? I would say a revelation is context to a promise or a word from God. It's just context. Um, So like I said earlier, he had given me a small part of it, but I didn't have context. He Mm -hmm. told me. Um, I had a calling on my life, but I didn't know what the calling was. So the revelation brings context to what he says or what the promise is. Um, how does that tie into your self-worth? Um, it just literally tells you who you are. Um, I think there's a saying something like the greatest day of your life is the day you find out what you're meant to do or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so it just, it brings you to that point of understanding in totality who you are as a person, as a man, as a woman, um, in the kingdom of, of God, it just brings that, that validation. It brings that understanding, mm-hmm. I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. That full understanding of who you are. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thank you. I would say revelation is almost like your guide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost <laughs> analogy. It's almost like the yellow brick road. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm out here, I'm trying to get to the wizard, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm trying to get to this place that I feel like I need to go, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how to get there. And so I'm on this route. And then if I see a yellow brick, then I know to come over this way. Okay. So it's almost like he's giving you direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that comes in a form of a dream. Um, sometimes dreams are very important. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes through like somebody giving you an idea and like you sit on it and you can't stop thinking about yeah. it. Like when it's constantly in your mind for the better. Um, so much that it motivates you and encourages you to make steps that you normally probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and using that as your guide is what's going to funnel you towards the things that you feel will help other people. Yeah. Um, I always believe that purpose is helping somebody in some way or another. Yes. Usually through the crafts that you're most passionate about. Um, because those are your gifts, your talents that mm-hmm. God is like, well, this is going to be your vessel now. This yeah. is going to be your vehicle to get you to the place where I'm trying to get you. Um, I gave you the vehicle. Now you have to type it into GPS on like which route you're going to go. Yeah. Either route you take is going to get you there. Some might take longer. Some might be a little bit more miles to get you there, but you're still going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter on like, all right, how are you going to use what I'm giving you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, posturing yourself to hear that that revelation, that clarity, yep. um, and being bold enough to be brave. Mm. I heard something while you were talking, which is often the case. What is it? Uh, um, 
I heard a revelation is a reveal. Ooh. Like um, gender, you know how they do gender reveals? The couple knows that they're going to have a baby, but they don't know what it is until the gender reveal. Um, in a lot of ways, I think a revelation is like that. You can know that there is a promise or there is something there, but you don't know specifically what it is. Mm-hmm. So the revelation is kind of the revealing of what that thing is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real. <sighs> Re- revelation. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there. SOS. SOS. This segment is uh, called SOS Scripture on the Spot, where we take a random scripture breathed by the Holy Spirit. We say it out loud and do a one minute sermon on it on the spot. What you want to do? You want to go first? Read it first or say it first? Whatever you want. Uh, we need like a dice to be or not a dice, but some type of whatever you want. I'll read. I'll read it first. Okay. I'll read it first. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Jesus. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> that means I speak first? I speak first. Okay, go ahead. Right. I love reading the Bible. I like story time. Me too. Open your Bibles, if you will, to Acts the ten no Acts the eleventh chapter. Um He be giving ooh. the whole passage. Yeah. I like to read the Bible. Acts, the 11th chapter, I'm going to read verse 1 through 12. Seven. Oh. <laughs> Leave me alone. <clears throat> the apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat revelations that's what this title is revelations revelations all right so um sometimes we're gonna have people in your life that's gonna say oh i know the right way to do it because this is what i'm doing Mm -hmm. um those are the people who are more so tied into religion or are maybe more closed off to their own perspectives um now if you are led by the holy spirit Nobody can tell you what to do. Nobody can tell you nothing, right? Because if God tells you, hey, this is what I'm doing for you, and this is what I need you to do to act on it, you need to almost have tunnel vision to be like, I'm going to go straight to it because there's going to be there's going to be people who you think are on your side that, oh, oh, I believe in the same thing you do, but this is actually what you need to do. You're not my Lord. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. So, um, he had a revelation, a clear direction from God Mm -hmm. to go and act on what he needed to do. He didn't ask questions. He didn't ask them questions. He said, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And it was, it was done. Bars. (laughs) Rise, Peter, slay and eat. I like that scripture. Needed more time on that one. All right. Um, do, 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 do. Jonah. 
Jonah 2, verse 3. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deepened surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. Mm. My title is, When You Tell God You're in a Storm and He Replies, I Know. Mm. Sometimes God puts you in a controlled environment you are in a simulated storm and you don't know it because to you the rain is real the wind is will uh, real um, everything that you're seeing is accurate but God is in full control of it in the Bible Jesus got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves the disciples were so um, terrified by what was going on but what they didn't know is it was a controlled environment he was in full control the entire time Sometimes you have to question the storm that you are in and ask him, is this a storm caused by you or caused by the enemy? Mm. Because sometimes it's from him and sometimes there's something in the storm that you need to extract. So look out across the water and ask Jesus, is that you walking on the water? And listen to his voice, because if he says yes, then you should not fear that storm. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. ah. mm. I was in like two seconds too. <laughs> Amazing. That was beautiful. Whew. That was beautiful. Thank, well, thank y'all. Thank y'all. What for was that? Happy number eight? Seven? That was eight. Eight. Happy number eight. Yeah. Next week is our season finale. Yes. For the season one. Ooh. Thank everybody for rocking with us so far. We Always. appreciate you for Bless sure. Bless y'all. Please share. Yep. Please comment below if you're on YouTube or wherever you're listening. Yep. Let Subscribe us if you like our content. Yeah. Let us know how you feel about it, uh, how it's blessing you, or if it's blessing other people around you. We want to know how you guys are feeling. We want to connect with you also. Reach sure. out and thank y'all for the support and the love. All right. Catch y'all in next episode. I was about to say season two. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Peace. <laughs>